www.vtwproductions.com. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. I don't like this place. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now... On with the show! For Sunday the 4th of December, 2011, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Nomewise. I'm Iolite. Yeah, that's all you get. Yep. And we're going to pretty much wing this one and probably pitch it in the fireplace at some point because we have no containment. None whatsoever. We arrived late to the game and the mixing desk is being weird. And it's just holiday overload time. (laughs) It is absolute insanity right now is what it is. So we're probably going to give you an abbreviated show today and starting late helps with that. Yes. Um, And Apologies. Fill in uh, with some music from varied sources for you to fill your broadcast day until the triumphant arrival of the Emperor for the Emperor's Court, which follows Casually Hardcore on Sundays on Versus the World Radio. Plug the plug, Mick Plugster. I just thought I would get that out of the way. Well, good. Good for you. Because <laughs> it makes me very happy. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, this, this whole weekend has kind of been this way, quite frankly. <laughs> Circling the drain. Just yes. just saw the uh, uh, Grail, when you listen to this, uh, sending me a not even a direct message uh, via Twitter. Not the most effective way of communicating with me. Phone calls are preferred when you say you're not going to be here for the show. Or a text or something that was direct. Something more direct than Twitter, which I only sporadically monitor. Yes, apparently there's something footballish happening in town involving oh, the no. boys of cows and the uh, cards. So uh, cowboys and cardinals. A moral imperative that they be there to uh, either root against the cowboys or root for the cardinals. I'm not, it wasn't really clear which it was. Can't you root against both of them? Go cardinals and take the coyotes with you. Yes, indeed. And take the cowboys with you. <laughs> 
I actually don't mind the Coyotes. Uh, they have the hockey team, right? Yes. So I don't mind them. Oh, my IRC yeah. client ate itself you, at some point when you, I wasn't you, looking. You basically go to a hockey game and watch a boxing match break out. No, I was at a boxing match the other day and a hockey game, game broke, broke out. out. There is, you go. Is, is the running joke. Yes. Uh, so once I actually get back in IRC, when uh, MIRC is done eating itself, uh, I'll be interested in hearing wow. some, some feedback from the live listener base, You know, those people who have I'm in chat. the most soul regarding our levels and make sure that the mixing desk yeah. is, in fact, you know, sending audio at all, which is a bit of a question mark at the moment. There, There is this thing. We have a, a an almost 19-month-old now who um, loves dials and switches and, buttons. and taking things out of and then putting things back into. Mm-hmm. And so it's a gazinta or comes out of. Gazinta uh, gazada. Gazada sort of moment. And, um, yeah, when she gets hold of things, it's uh, it's uh, crazy. They say we're pretty good. Good. So, yeah, we've been, you know, continuously repopulating the books on our bookshelves as she comes by and pulls them all off onto the floor. And I, we've been very lucky in that she hasn't opened things up and ripped pages out yet. But I'm waiting because that's next. Your day will come. May um, you live in interesting times. And, yes, it is only the two of us tonight, Porta. Thank you for Just asking. Just the two, two of us. us. Oh, don't do that! You, it's like they all shut off. No one, no one's listening, and then suddenly our listenership drops off sharply. Yes, exactly. No singing on the air. Not, well, this is bad. Aww. Well, my singing on the air is bad. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. Aww. Here we go. Silence. Do you feel better now? Yeah, I do. So we just had the, the, the constant background music of, of the child trying to break into the china cabinet. Yes, yes, she is trying to what break into What could possibly go wrong? Here, yes. She is trying to break into the crystal cabinet, actually. Oh, even better. Yeah. Even better. Yeah, yeah. So, if you are listening live, and you should be, please join us in Internet Relay Chat by coming to the website, www.vtwproductions.com, clicking on the chat button at the top of the page and choosing chat. If you have a webcam, do chat and video to join the video wall, which has IRC text chat. And I'm going to kill my <laughs> offspring here. with a No, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm going to think about it real hard. <laughs> chat and video will get you on the video wall, which has the lovely integration of your beautiful face plus text chat all in one convenient package. Okay, so I gave a quiz, a geek short, short form geek quiz on Friday morning to a bunch of people that I work with because I work at a geek school. Allegedly. And the geek quiz, well, these were just for staffers, but it was intended for, uh, this is the spectrum of Iolite's, just, you know, like scraping the top of Iolite's geek conversation of the last two weeks. Um, and th- there weren't hard questions. There were eight of them. And um, I'm going to read them out because I suspect Everyone on that listens to this show will get every one of them right. Before you commence that, we okay. must give due credit. <gasps> Wait, we where, have credit to give? Where I was actually headed with the whole join us in Internet Relay chat. Where you will find our producer, the one and only Barry Vaughn Awesome. Barry White, save my life. If you wish to bring something to our attention during the show, please send a personal message to the aforementioned Barry VA, and he will bring it to our attention. Please do not PM the host directly during the show. We tend not to stare too closely at the black void. Some of us more than others. (laughs) I love you. You're pretty. I Uh, try not to look too closely because I will get tied up in it. 
And now uh, Nemesis is attempting to tear apart the fiber optic Christmas village. That's one of the only Christmas decorations we've gotten up in the house so far. Inside the house. Inside the house. The outside of the house is all done up. Was completed last night. Yes. Those of you who follow me on Twitter already know this because I moaned about it. Or maybe proudly declared the fact that I managed to decorate two houses in the space of a day. Yes, yes, because, you know, we, we had one of those phone calls where, your father's old, come out and do this so he doesn't have to. He's not allowed on the ladder anymore. Yes, mom. Dad's up on the ladder again. Are you smoking crack? A little bit. And, of course, he, he, he you know, hasn't done that in a whole variety of years because he is... Old. Batten has the worst ladder in the known universe. It is made, I believe, of uh, toothpicks. Old ones. I thought it was aluminum foil. You know, they make aluminum ladders, but his well, is we, made we, out of aluminum foil. We did turn out, uh, did end up... Did end up... Borrowing, borrowing the aluminum ladder from the uh, friend and neighbor who had a real ladder that actually was not really a threat to health and safety. Ah... <sighs> Yes, breathe in. Breathe. I'm a kitten, you're a kitten. I'm, I'm a, a kitten, kitten, you're a kitten. We chose to be parents, remember? Yes, yes, I remember. I remember. And again, it's not a choice you can take back. <laughs> really? <laughs> Can't trade him in. All I right, reject do we your reality do... and substitute my own. Do we want to do this uh, yes, quiz? Yes, we are now prepared <laughs> yeah. for Quizmaster Iolite. Okay, it's, it's, this quiz is really, really easy. Hit me. Okay. What's brown coat? Derp. Yeah. The losing exactly. side in the uh, war in the Firefly universe. Uh, it's also uh, a fan of the show yes. is now called a brown coat. Yeah. Well, there's the brown coats who yep. are, who become the one of the major fan organizations of Firefly slash Serenity. Yep. Give me a hard one. Uh. Well, you're gonna get this one, of course. You only, you know. Uh. What does this mean? Eighty resto n e l f g n a x x. Level 80, restoration what? Night Elf? Any. But I yep. didn't catch the rest of it. LFG, N-A-X-X. Max Ramos. Yep. That means you were playing uh, around Burning Crusade. Right. Actually, no. Lich King. Lich, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is one of the most anticipated MMORPGs releasing around Christmas this year? Derp. Star Wars, wonderful Star Wars. Or Old Republic. Yeah, Star Wars, The Old Republic. Um, I did accept uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim as an answer from someone in the group. It's not an it, MMO. Uh, it's a single player know, game. exactly. Um, but, and then... And it's already released. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then I also asked them, so what's one of the most anticipated games of 2012? And they had some trouble with that, too. So. Mm, God, what are the big titles? Uh, Diablo 3. Yeah, Diablo 3. Guild Wars 2, we hope, yeah. in 2012. Second, if you want to get back into your um, swords and sorcery, we'll so we've there. got a, a, a good one there. Then I pulled one from old era and said, what does cons red mean and where did it become popularized? Oh, God. Icon dubiously. Yes. The, when you considered things in uh, EverQuest, you slash con, and you would get a response that would indicate if you were kill on site... Uh, or if they were friendly towards you, they didn't really have the whole 
you know, the text uh, around them would turn various colors depending on how they considered you. So con green, con yellow, con red. And then there was the implied deep red, which were <laughs> things that would just one-shot you. Yeah. Because there were no shades of red. in there was no skull level like there was in WoW. Right. Something would just be red. And something would be red and it could still be something you could probably take on. And then there were deep red, which was like, yeah... Don't, just don't, run. Just, just run away. Don't go in that guy's zip code. He's, yep. uh, he's, he's grumpy. Mm-hmm. Then I got a little more technical for the next two, which was what is phone gap? What is what? Phone gap. Phone gap? Yep. Am so I going to stump you with one Is that a generational thing where old people <laughs> no. are using feature phones and young people understand the concept of a smartphone? No. No. I got nothing. Okay. Um, so is that when you tuck your smartphone in your cleavage? <laughs> hey, I don't have that much cleavage showing today. Um, too bad, too. All right. So PhoneGap is uh, a really interesting um, platform slash tool that has just come out. Basically, what PhoneGap does is you program your application once, and PhoneGap deploys it to seven different platforms for you. Sexy. What, so what, it uh, does both iOS and Android. And kind of moves things uh, moves things along there. So what it it does is it allows you to code once and deploy multiple times. So the uh, the whole concept there is kind of save yourself some effort. A lot of people are really struggling right now with how do I get my stuff from where it is now over to all the other platforms. Well, and this is a nice little piece of it. Back in the mists of time, uh, what Java was meant to do, where you would have the you would write in Java, mm-hmm. and then you would have the Java virtual machine that would run on every platform they could possibly ever consider porting it to. And in theory, your product would run identically on all platforms because they would be running within the virtual machine environment. Right. So write once, deploy many is, is a dream right. of, the, of the industry. So that phone gap sounds like it's so quite sexy for that kind of thing. PhoneGap.com is the address. Um, the header on it, it just simply reads, PhoneGap is an HTML5 app platform that allows you to author native applications with web technologies and get access to APIs and app stores. It leverages web technologies developers already know best. So you do a single code base, put it through PhoneGap, and deploy it to multiple platforms. It is on version 1.2.0, and it is an open-source mobile framework. Excellent. So that was pretty... I, I was really excited, actually, when I found that. Hopefully the, uh, the university and the students yep. will make, make merry with that. Um, and then the next one was, what is Objective-C? That was my second technical question. It's object-oriented deployment of the C programming language. Objective-C is actually the, um, the iOS programming language. So if you're programming specifically for Apple, for native development, you they use like, Objective-C. Like use Objective-C. Yep. I mean, Objective-C is not only used for iOS. It is the one that you do use. You also use it for other... It can be compiled for other operating systems. Yes, but very few use no. it, yeah. actually. It, it is primarily used its for Its main Apple. purpose in life is iOS development. Um, and then, of course, I, I threw this one out, what major science fiction author passed away at the end of November, which was Anne McCaffrey. And then the last one, which should have been a give me, was what is PAX? It is the peace that de- descends upon us all when we migrate to Seattle for Penny Arcade Exposition. Exactly. East and West. So, anyway, it was, uh, it was an interesting quiz. Um, nobody got them all. Well, neither um, did I. I didn't know what phone gap was. Yep. 
And uh, most people started really uh, chiming in around the I got four, right? So, so I was like, that between that and the you're not a geek unless you love all of these movies list, I had a pretty fun training session on Friday. Yeah, see, I've, I've, I'm not a big believer in the must-reads and the must-view-and-love lists mm-hmm. just because, I mean, nerd and geek, not a niche market anymore, I'm afraid. No. We've, we have gone mainstream, which many people think takes away from being a nerd or geek, whatever, don't care. Um, but there's so many different ways you can be nerdy or obsessive or you know, deeply in love with something. I can still respect someone's nerdiness if they don't love Blade Runner. Right. Well, it's not, for me, it's not, I don't mind the must-reads and the must-watches. I don't actually mind those. And I don't have to love them, but it gives me a common con yes. to pull from when I talk to people. And so there are some that I just absolutely love and some we, that we I don't. formality we have to observe here. Oh, oh, there's, there's formality. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, she's all over the place. Yeah, just checking. Just Hey, we got to be consistent here about these things. Arch nemesis is definitely crashing around out here. We have some crashing and some burning. This is indeed what we find. Whoops. I can't Thank you, she and says. And she's learning to talk, yes. She's kind of hit, the, hit that language curve where you can actually sit her down and with a little effort teach her a new word. Yes, so all of you who would teach her bad words, bad. No. Bad words? In fact, she just said bad. Kind, kind of, yeah. <laughs> she just doesn't have her D's yet. She says bad. bad. It sounds like a sheep. A little bit. Ooh, excellent. I finally got uh, we have the replacement email server in place and receiving messages. If you wish to participate, you can. Whoops, I just opened that instead of saving it. Screwed that up. Um, it is ch at vtwproductions.com. Alexa, please do not type on my type on oh, my keyboard. Oh, no, she's like, I, I want We wants it. We likes it. We wants it. Yes, my precious. Yes, there's something. I'll teach her how to, how to act like Gollum. There's an idea. The amazing and incredible Amelia Uh-oh. Overbay Day has indeed provided us with Northrend News episode 74 for our first break, so I'll get queued up in a happy, happy kind of way. So part of why our weekend has been weird and crazy, other than voyages across the Valley of the Sun to decorate parents' homes and decorate our own homes... There has been the Tempe Festival of the Arts. Yes. Which is the an- I mean, we were getting our granola on hard. Yes. In a good way. Um, this is yes. as as and this has grown in in scope to fairly impressive size. Um, I was quite tuckered out. Now, granted, I'm very old, but by tooling around that place. Yeah. Round about now, though, you know, the rest. I was hoping you know there would be other people here so I could make them pay. For, for my ingestion of a Navajo taco. You did eat I a, had grand a, plans uh, to, crop, to crop dust uh. and, and fumigate and otherwise... Um, Instead, you're just going to make the family pay. And that's just, you know, that's just average. Now, for those of you who don't know, um, you know as is normal in these, these art festivals and such, there's a large food presence, both in the form of artisan-style food of rare preserves and jams and things like that. There's also the people who just are preparing food for you to consume on the spot. Cinnamon roasted almonds. 
That's just crack cocaine in airborne form, though. They just start cooking those, and they don't need to advertise. They, they, they just they, let they, the, they just let the scent. Waft they wouldn't even across need the... signs on their stall because they would still get tons of business because the smell of that stuff is just freaking incredible. I'm literally standing three quarters of a block away mm-hmm. from, and the smell wafts across the the intersection. I'm standing in the middle of like Sixth Did Avenue and Hill, and I looked <laughs> looked at Noam and I went, "Oh my god, did you smell that?" And he looks at me and goes, yeah, that's the advertising for the cinnamon almonds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should look at any number of Looney Tunes episodes where, you know, a, an aroma is drawing a tune across the screen in airborne form. And they're floating, floating along, following the, yep. And that was highlight this afternoon. I was looking for it. I was like, all right, anyone tell me when you spot it, because we're just going to follow the scent until we get there. But for me, it was the Navajo taco. Now, for those of you uninitiated to the Southwest phenomenon that is Indian fry bread, it is a fried, to picture a tortilla, but much thicker, um, much better, and fried in lard. Now, if that wasn't good enough, you then, oh God, she's gone for the container of almonds, oh God, Um, you then... Now, there's, you know, there's different preparations for the fry bread. You can go the dessert route where you do the funnel cake treatment of powdered sugar and maybe some honey and just tear it apart and eat that. Then there's the savory approach where they take that sucker, and this thing's the size of a large paper plate, and they slather it with refried beans and then machaca beef and then cheese and then lettuce and tomato and tomato and onion and salsa and this place didn't have but typically there's also a dollop of sour cream involved um and then you tear into that sucker and it tears into you but it is so worth it the rest of us ate at five guys Yes, you got your we first had, exposure to Five Guys. I had my first exposure to Five Guys hamburgers. I have Mr. Scott Johnson to blame for my first exposure to Five Guys up in Utah. And now they are populating down here in the Valley of the Sun. For those of you who don't know, Five Guys is a nope. regional uh, burger chain with really high standards. They do a very, it's kind of like In N Out Burger, but edible. Um, a lot better. And they have the same kind of very limited menu. They have a couple of burgers, a couple of small burgers that are basically just small versions of the main burgers. A couple of hot dogs, a couple, of, hot couple dogs, of chili dogs. Fries, and that's it. And they just do that short menu really, really well. It's all just high-quality ingredients, hand-formed patties, really good-quality buns, and great toppings. And, yeah, if you find yourself in a region that has Five Guys hamburgers and you are of the ilk that likes hamburgers, then go for it. Because the quality is high. The price is right. They're terribly expensive. No, I think my uh, hamburger was like six bucks. And it was and it was totally worth every penny because nom, 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 nom. But me, I was busy mind-melding with the uh, <laughs> Navajo taco because mm-hmm. <laughs> damn. Yeah, my weakness is the cinnamon almonds and his weakness is the Navajo taco. Well, I would always Indian go skiing. The, the ski uh, resorts in Arizona are largely on reservation land. So you go up to Sunrise up in uh, 
Pine Top Lakeside area of the White Mountains. And one of the main dining options in the dining hall at the ski resort is, of course, Indian fry bread in Navajo taco form. So it is always, it's a nostalgia and a sense memory for me of many skiing trips. Uh, so you come in from the slopes all cold and needing calories, and boy, does that sucker deliver on the calorie front. Because, well, as described earlier, fried in lard, and then the toppings come. And there is goodness and light in all the world. I'm going to queue up for you guys this week's episode of Northrend News from the amazing Amelia Overbay Day. We appreciate you sticking with us during the uh, challenging form that this week's episode is taking. Heck, it's amazing we're having an episode at all. This is episode number 74. Wow. Uh, Extra Planar Environmental Emergency. You are listening to Casually Hardcore in whatever form we can actually serve it up to you this week. Live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Our RSS feed is created and maintained by RSS feed creator from JitBit Software. Check them out on the web, www.jitbit.com. They have many software widgets for many purposes, and we like using this one because, well, it works, and it works well. We'll be back right after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. Welcome to Northrend News, a proud partner of Casually Hardcore on btwproductions.com. In today's science news, the launch timer is set for a new interfractional outland research station. The Azerothian Science Commission finalized its plans to begin a new long-term research center on one of the islands in the Twisting Nether, with the aim of answering some long-held questions about the environmental damage done to outland and the ongoing plans of the Burning Legion, now that Deathwing has so transformed the face of Azeroth. While the Extraplanar Environmental Emergence and Navigation Center won't be making its otherworldly launch for another month, lead scientists on the project say that today marks a critical juncture in a long-held vision of both cross-faction cooperation and a conflux of gnomish and goblin engineering. We've pushed ourselves beyond our limits, says goblin researcher Dizzy Demonpurse. Every member of our team has invested an average of 192% into this project, and we're all waiting to see it take off. 
While it will be months, possibly even years, before Azerothian scientists start to receive significant data from the project, most researchers are thrilled to have come this far. Today we celebrate not just the research center itself, but the cooperation and innovation that has gotten us this far. Says Gnomish engineering director for the project, Tommy Hammernocker. Gnomes and goblins working together without being constrained by racial prejudices or fear. During the past 11 months, I've seen the very best that engineers of every race have to offer. We've put aside our differences and made something great. But not every response to the project has been a positive one. Though their numbers remain small, a dedicated group of protesters have camped outside the Gadgets and Science Station headquarters for the duration of the project, protesting what they say is an undue expenditure of resources, time, and money that could be put to better use ending Deathwing's threat. Meanwhile, Epine's center scientists remain unfazed by protesters. It's not like the Burning Legion just vanished once Kil'jaeden was vanquished, says Tommy Hammernocker. Sargeras and his minions remain a threat to all of us, and the more we know about the Legion's activities, the better we can prepare at home. As for the engineers on the project, most say they don't have time to worry about the socio-political implications of their work. They just want to get the research center airborne on schedule. In a few more months, Deathwing's going to be passe anyway, says Ms. Demonpurse. But Outland represents an untapped trove of assets, and I personally can't wait to get my hands on some new nether crystals. From Gadgetsan, this is Northrend News.
Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Dot com. And we're winging it. We are totally winging it. Uh, in between intrusions and <laughs> invasions and uh, instant, you see, you on, live, on the air, addicted our daughter to the substance that you are addicted to, which yep. is the fresh cinnamon roasted Yeah. Almonds. Oh, God. She's got like she's six of them. She's already jonesing for a fix, and she's only two. She's got Not like even two. six of them in her mouth and wants more. I'm like, finish what's in there already. Oh, I've sucked Chip- all the sugar off them. I need more. Chipmunk cheeks sticking out there. I'm like, jeez. I had to Chipmunk. cut them all in half so she wouldn't wouldn't be a choking hazard and things like that. Crazy. Observe as the mother gamer so. chews and regurgitates the food for her young. The mother <laughs> gamer? <laughs> The mother gamer. The mother nerd, whatever. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Have you seen anything cool in terms of uh, games this week? Or not this when week? When would I have had time to see anything <laughs> like that? <laughs> I tell you, I have actually spent a little bit of time um, on uh, on YouTube, and I caught some of, the, some of the cooler videos from Elder Scrolls Skyrim, where they were playing with the giants. Yeah, just don't the, touch their mammoths. <laughs> and the giants... Um, were you know basically whacking the person like across the, the globe? Yes. <laughs> it's like see that mountain range way over there. That's where he's gonna land. And we're having the uh, really a whole uh, <laughs> just a whole moment there. You know, I have to admit that your face when Nemesis makes noise in there because he's frustrated with Arch Nemesis who's just trying to play with him. And then the the look on Gnomewise's face is as he slowly turns red and is trying to figure out exactly, without making a sound, how he can make Nemesis stop whatever he is doing. There's a reason why I'm not on camera. And it is really, it's just this, like, wow, that's totally distracting, and I've completely lost all train of thought. So, yeah, Elder Scrolls has looked, like, awesome. I know a lot of people have really been enjoying it. Um, I got great feedback on... Star Wars Old Republic beta, and the, the, the beta testers. Well, they're, I mean, they're, yep. again, demonstrating... That they that, understand this culture. Well, that the beta is not beta anymore. Betas have become, and Blizzard you know, learned this a while, several uh, expansion packs back, the beta is a marketing tool. It's the free advertising for yes. it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you get the explosion of YouTube channels all carrying Old Republic... Starting zone videos and class videos, and it is base. It is as massive 
free advertising tool for them that I mean there's really not a lot of losers in that situation. Right. The people get to feel special and fun and they get to get early access to the game and they get to advertise the heck out of it on behalf of uh, BioWare and I don't know I, I just don't see a downside to it. Uh, assuming that the actual beta testing is still taking place and and the place and the purpose that the beta used to occupy, which is finding bugs and crushing them, as long as that work is still getting done somewhere in the process, right, exactly. then I don't, I don't mind the, the the air quotes beta becoming the uh, what it has become the right before launch advertising tool. Now there was an article on RockPaperShotgun.com, one of the best website names ever. Um, which you know. I think it's hilarious that their subtitle is PC Gaming Since 1873, um, which was a, that's no MMO, Kotick on Star Wars The Old Republic. And so we all know, you know, Bobby Kotick. Um, Six million dollars! Activision boss man thinks that Electronic Arts aren't going to be printing space bucks with their forthcoming Star Wars MMO. Now, I thought this was, is Bioware and EA, are they partnering on this? The I think EA is doing the publishing. Okay. And Bioware did the developing. Okay. As investors, as reported over here by uh, Reuters, Kotix poured skepticism onto the up-and-coming MMO, saying Lucas is going to be the principal beneficiary of the success of Star Wars. We've been in business with Lucas for a long time, and the economics will always accrue to the benefit of Lucas. So I don't really ha- understand how the economics works for Electronic Arts. So he's basically saying the publisher in this case may not actually get that much out of it. Um, but EA claims he, he, he psychically he only sees in dollars. Well, he also yeah. he psychically can see the exact terms of their deal from this other company that's not affiliated with them at all. Right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. Bobby is poo pooing them because he feels threatened by them, as well he yes. should, because Bioware has a proven track record, and all indications are that this is going to be a bitching game. That the game is at least yeah. the, the pieces that people have been allowed to play, which are you know arguably the starting areas, because MMOs can drop the ball. Later. Sharply later. Yeah. I mean, Conan... um, World of Conan had the World of Canon? World of Canon, yes. (laughs) Also an excellent MMO. (laughs) But it had the starting area, and then it had nowhere for you to go. Right. So it was a well-developed engine, and... Choking hazard. And distracted by child attempting to play with things that are choking hazard. She says, why do you keep taking everything away from me? Did you see that look on her face? Yes, I was, I, it was a scathing look. She says, so so uh, un- un- Uncle Bobby, I think, is... Uh... Now, EA, meanwhile, is claiming that uh, Star Wars The Old Republic will be a success if it hits just 500,000 subscribers, a figure that looks to be well within their reach. So I'm going to yeah. put this link into the IRC in case you just want to go read that little... Um, article. I thought it was really quite interesting. Yes. Just a little one. Well, that was also that was from the research thread. We need to give our props to our all volunteer research team. Was that in our research thread? It I was indeed. It. All right. It was also. I mean, it's, it's a it's a big story from this week because it's Bobby Kotick opening and opening his freaking mouth and saying stupid things, which always makes for Two good million radio. dollars. Yep. Six million dollars. Uh, but. This week, in the system.out.printin generic title slash slash edition, we have contributions from Fangs with a Z, which is what makes it cool, Silmall. Who I think is a new contributor. No, he's been around for a while. He's, okay. he's an occasional contributor. Okay. Aid. 
Ed. <clears throat> Boba Fetish. Boba And Deus Ex, all contributing this week. Many stories left side and even side. Speaking of research teams, we are recruiting for another research team for our freaking morning show. That's right. We have a morning show one day a week to fill in the gap that is left empty by the morning stream, which goes, they go Monday through Thursday. So we filled in Friday with Alpha Geek Radio Fridays, and we got ourselves a research team. And you can find them under, as a child board of the Alpha Geek board on the forums. What are the forums, you say? Come to vtwproductions.com and click on the forums tab at the top of the page. There's an amazing community there that you must be a part of. If you wish to become a volunteer researcher for the weird and quirky and still developing uh, story segments on Alpha Geek Radio Fridays, we want you. So please, if you don't already have a forum account, create one and then send me a personal message. My forum name is GnomeWise. What a shocker. And send me a personal message and I will get you read and write access to the wonderful and incredible all-volunteer research thread for Alpha Geek Radio Fridays. End of recruitment plug. Oh, God. What? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm used to hearing those words from you, but not well, usually in this there were, there were two things that happened. The, the first thing that happened was that Nemesis keeps picking up Arch Nemesis under the arms, mm-hmm. um, around the body, and, and pulls Depositing her in here, here and deposits her next to us and then runs away, and she immediately chases after him. So he's desperately trying to, to deposit her with us. Away from him. Away from him and run away. Run away! The, then thinking about that, and I was laughing about that, and then I clicked on the second link in the research thread, which is toilet gaming technology gets targets urinal boredom. I think it's probably urinal um, um, embarrassment because the uh, article starts, when men use a public urinal, they are cruelly left in full view with nothing to do as they answer nature's call. And so basically what they're doing is they're using an infrared device to detect where the urine is falling, and that is how you actually control the game. With your joystick. Where you're pissing in the uh, urinal. So a skiing challenge and a multiple-choice pub quiz are the types of games they offer. Okay, then. It has a 12-inch LCD screen that sits behind toughened glass. I hope so. Um, Waterproof, I hope. Above the above the urinal itself, and um, yes, it was uh, it was bon- It was uh, I haven't read the whole article, but I'm like really, really, really. Why don't you just be like girls and give you a stall? Real men don't sit down to pee. You don't have to sit down to pee. Just put stalls around the urinals so people aren't doing the don't look at me, whatever they're doing. Why in there. wouldn't I want people to look at me? Why would I want to keep that away from the rest of the world? How sh- how selfish would that be? Oh, God. I'm really worried. Really, 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 really worried. What? And and a little horrified now. Move down to horrified. I'm, I'm processing on what you just said to me. Hey. Horror. Chicks, chicks dig me. What can I say? <laughs> What? Okay, just just for that, I'm going to do an email since we have a working email server again. Ha ha! See yeah, what I did there. There's an email server, and one that's not in flames. Yes, it's actually receiving email and sending email and not smoking. I wish I were exaggerating about the old one. From 
Aid, the previously mentioned contributor to the research letter, he also contributes to the email box. And this is in response to my uh, less than complimentary assessment of HP sauce, uh, also known as the brown sauce from the uh, UK edge of the pond. And it says, Dear Gnome, I'm sorry, sir, but you are wrong. Suggested examples of appropriate use on a Cumberland, parentheses, or other premium meat, end parentheses, <clears throat> sausage sandwich. What are you trying to tell me there, Aid? I mean, I like you and all, but I don't like like you. The bread should ideally be fresh and thick and spread with real butter. The brown sauce adds a little sweet, spicy heat to the sandwich. On chips, or fries to you guys, the chips should be thick cut, not these pokey little French fries that McDonald's insults us with. I'm right with you there. On a deep fried haggis bung. And he actually provides a link for a haggis bung. And I didn't realize that that was the technical term for the uh, sheep's stomach. But apparently, it's a bung. Bung, bung, bung. I just like saying the word. And bung, 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 bung. There's the link in <laughs> IRC. I'll make sure to include that in the show notes because he said <laughs> haggis bung. And there's a drop in for you. Uh, yeah, hide. Everyone, just just hide now. Uh, hide. And you can also add a little bit to your mints for some added flavor. And he misspelled flavor. He put this U in there where it doesn't belong. Yeah. Flavor. It's the European form of flavor. Fla- flavor. Flavor. And flavor. then, um, but I'm still horrified about flavor. You did at least get one thing right. It should be HP brown sauce. Sincerely, Aid. Well, Aid, as usual, of course, you're wrong uh, because I am right and you are not because I have a microphone. And now he's going to call in via Skype. You just know he is. At some point, if he remembers the Skype address. The Skype address? You mean VTW shows or the I'm online button in the lower right-hand corner of VTWproductions.com? That one? Or did you lob that one a little too gently over the net? Yeah, I did. Bump, set, spike. Yeah, you spiked it, and I'm the one cowering in the corner going, yeah! As well you should. Keep that away from me. (laughs) Don't point that thing at me. (laughs) I just have one word for you. Jack. Uh Uh-huh. I love you, you're pretty. I was actually thinking Jack Attack myself. Jack Attack. That's an awesome short. and, And none of you will ever ever know what the hell we're talking about because that one's not coming out on the air. What? I was thinking of the Jack Attack videos from the uh, Incredibles. Uh-huh. Jack yeah. Jack. You mean Jack Jack, Jack, Jack. Jack Attack? That's Jack yeah. Jack. That's different from Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I digress. That's okay. So, um, we kind of wandered left of center there. Well, you think? I was really I thinking about that... some of the, the game pieces. Um, although, I have to admit, this article, BBC spends uh, 50,000 pounds on Doctor Who Confidential Christmas Special and then proceeds to scrap all of it. Wow. Hit me with that one. Um, Doctor Who Christmas Confidential canned. BBC bosses waste 50K scrapping... Sh- Scrapping the show. BBC. Oh, thank you for bringing me the choke hazard, baby. She has two more. Oh, well, give me those. 
Thank you. She's a giver. Give me another one. Thank you again. That's awesome. Here. You can play with this, all right? There she goes. She likes my watch. Shiny. Um, uh, the top brass canned BBC three spinoff series, which showed behind the scenes footage, clips and interviews in September. They've wasted thousands of pounds after scrapping an episode of Co- Doctor Who Confidential, which had already been filmed. So Doctor Who. And our child just, just turned off the, the mixing power desk. switch. <laughs> Thankfully, we broadcast from a laptop. So the actual computer didn't get turned off. However, our mixing desk did. And thank you, Sam Broadcaster, for picking back up on its reemergence uh, after the power returned. So uh, this was actually a Doctor Who Confidential, which is their sideshow behind the scenes. It was the, behind, it was the show yeah. about the show, kind of you know, like the Ted Poodlery podcast. Yep. Plug, plug. The biggest regret is the episode of Confidential we filmed for this year's Doctor Who Christmas special, which now won't be, won't be shown. Now, no, it doesn't actually say in here why it won't be shown but no apparently they're not showing it so hopefully it'll be a, like a, D- a dvd here. set extra or something cuz there i mean there's some famous episodes of doctor who but from the day that were written partially shot and then due to striking workers were never completed um, so there's one called Shada, which mm-hmm. is kind of one of those mythical episodes. Ooh, the missing, the, the lost Doctor Who episode. And you can actually get versions of it where they show you the footage that they do have and then do storyboards and story readings to fill in the gaps just so you can have seen the lost episode. Ode, 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 ode. <laughs> I did. Hey, that kind of crap sells DVDs, okay? Yep. Well, I, have, I did see this one. Um... Also in the th- research thread, which was the teen tweeter won't apologize to Kansas governor. So tweeter wrote a disparaging tweet about Kansas governor. Sam Brownback said Sunday she's rejecting her high school principal's demand for a written apology. Good. She, Good on you. Stand she, by your right. She wrote something out and it wasn't really a big deal from what I could tell. But, you know, the uh, uh, Sam Brownback's uh, staff tracks the social media associated with him of course and contacted the high school and contacted you know and her mom standing behind her, her mom saying i've taught my children to think for themselves yeah. i've taught my children to to say what they need to say Wait, what, what, just back up the truck so, tracked it to the high school yeah that doesn't smack yeah. of intimidation tactics at all she's already gotten letters from lawyers threatening yeah well vaguely i'm assuming mm-hmm. but she was she just basically said no. No. You, 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 I'm sorry, baby. You don't actually get to pound my, my glass watch into the glass coffee table. Yeah, go figure. All right. The I'm, Destructor has arrived. The Destructor is actually going Goes to. Goes Gozerian. Um, oh, Gozer no. worshippers. No studying. So, no, stand by your rights. You have the right to have an opinion. You have a right, a right to express that opinion Publicly, as long as you are not making up facts, as in libel and or slander. If nothing you said was slanderous or libelous, then they got nothing and tweet from here to the ends of the earth uh, and don't let them intimidate you. Because in this world of uh, the people with the power misusing the power, it's good to see a young person standing up for their rights. Run with that. All right, we are going to work with... Break time. It is now break time. 
It's amazing how quickly the time goes by when you're totally freaking winging it. Oh, yeah. Are you smoking crack? It is entirely possible that I am. Yes, let's do a short rambling tour of the drop-in deck. It has been a while since we've touched some of these guys. Uh, this is a fun one always. Yeah, baby, yeah! And since my honey's not here to hear it... I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, bring it on. And one more for the road. Oh, let's dig a few pages deeper in here. Ones, ones we don't touch nearly as often. Here we go. I'm gonna go to hell when I die. I'm gonna go to hell when I die. And yeah. And actually, as we approach the holidays here, and people have a little free time on their hands, I think it'd be a good time to call for drop-ins from the listener community. So if you have little snippets of audio from your favorite whatever it may be that you think might bring entertaining uh, moments of joy into our show. S uh, slice them down with uh, your favorite MP3 editing software. Uh, if you don't have any editing software, do a Google search on Audacity and the wonderful multi-platform open source and free to download and use audio editing solution will become available to you you can slice it down to uh, manageable size and export it as a tiny little MP3 file and attach it to an email, ch at vtwproductions.com. And we'll see if we can shuffle around and repopulate the drop-in deck for in anticipation of the arrival of 2012. End of the world. Oh, yeah, well, maybe they just ran out of space, you know, on the old uh, carving. No? We, we ran out of space on the Internet. You've reached the end of the internet. That's the end of the world. We must turn around and go back. We're all going to die. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. All right. We have... Here's one we haven't played in a little while. This is one of the early live recordings of a song that has gotten much, much longer in the intervening years. This is Paul and Storm with The Captain's Wife's Lament. Live version from their album. We shall return... Oh, in 9, 15, 27, 38 minutes, however long they take. You're listening to Casually Hardcore, winging it with the small staff and the help of Nemesis and Narch Nemesis, live on Versus the World Radio, vcwproductions.com. Talk to you in a few. This is Danielle Grissetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink handy. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. But enough of this yakking, because it is now time for a song about pirates! I think they'd be ready for this one. Indeed. <laughs> the scurvy crew. Uh-oh. The perilous lighting. 
It's red skies at night, sailor's delight. Orange sky behind us. Something needs to remind us. us. (laughs) (laughs) We're right here. You can find us. (laughs) With the panties, they shall bind us. One panty to rule them all. (laughs) Oh, man, do I love a geek crowd. Um, Okay. You are going to be our swarthy pirate crew, and when we cue you, and only when we cue you... That, that was not a cue, it was a waggle. When we cue you, let forth with a full-throated piratical R. Practice it now! R! Hit me two times! R! R! Hit us pie times! Couple of you going off the gangplank a little early there. That would be the public school students rounding up to four. There's some very oblong circles out here in Minneapolis, I guess. Oblong circles is our Oingo Boingo cover band. (laughs) All right, one more time, practice. Excellent. It has been our pleasure performing for you this evening. This last song is called The Captain's Wife's Lament. We are beginning it at 8.26 p.m. Those of you who have not seen us, I mention that because you will be wondering why we are still singing it at 9.17 p.m. (laughs) And those of you who have seen us know that I am not kidding. (laughs) The ship sailed into harbor after 15 months at sea. The captain hit the tavern with his crew of 53. That be ye. Give me an R. What's that spell? (laughs) Everyone passes the pirate's SAT. Tis no pirate left behind. (laughs) It's going to be one of these crowds tonight then, huh? Took us, took us 48 minutes to figure you out, but now we got you clocked. One more time. I'm just marking time because I forgot where we were. Ah, yes, crew of 53. After drinking up their pay, they staggered through the town. But, but all the inns and public houses turned the sailors down. Dejected are. Oh, sympathetic pirates. Give us a pity are. Give us a surprised R. R. Give us a suave Billy D. Williams sexy R. R. Yeah, you're some sexy pirates. <laughs> you truly belong with us here among the clouds. <laughs> Give us a confused R. R. Give us a Scooby-Doo R. R. <laughs> Same thing with a little extra gravy on top. <laughs> For you Top Chef fans out there, (laughs) apparently confusion plus gravy equals (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Eight twenty-eight, four lines in. Uh, I 
believe uh, we dejected like the dejected R. R. No, not yet. I'm going to let him wait. Because we've got a good 12, 24, 80 more minutes of this song. <laughs> Closer to 80, judging by this bunch. Dejected R. The captain said, fear not me, lads, you all can come with me. I live just around the corner, and you all can stay for free. Hopeful R. R. What kind of socks you like best? R. Where can you find on the radio dial Garrison Keeler? And what's your favorite character, what he plays? Yeah, I believe our friend is one of Chunky. House lights, where was he? Oh, that's good. Shine a light in our... There we go. That's called pandering to the regional crowd. <laughs> Who's your favorite droid? R2. From your favorite movie? Star Wars. <laughs> what be what be your favorite chemical element? Arson. What's your favorite crime? Arson. Wait, who said our ape? <laughs> Tis not cool. Nay means nay. Eight thirty. Uh, oh, you know, since the momentum has yet again ground to a screeching halt, now's as good a time as ever to mention the official Paul and Storm Dejected R T-shirt for sale. Yay! Complete with a treasure map on the back that leads to the end of this song. But we left oh so long ago at Hopeful R. But when the captain's wife awoke upon the break of day, they say that you could hear her wailing clear to Bodney. Did we ask for a Shatner R? <laughs> but thank you for enabling us, sir. That would, of course, be a Shatner. <laughs> Who be your favorite bald captain of the Enterprise? <laughs> okay, we're going to do one more. Then we'll finish. Shh. Steer the ship into Ritalin Bay. <laughs> we'll do one more. We're going to finish the song. Then we'll be done, and you all can go pee. After you get up. Yeah, not immediately. Back there. That's not Guthrie's, an order. Guthrie's too nice it's Just for a suggestion. That. Yeah. <laughs> Pirates have no manners. <laughs> all right. Seriously, shut the hell up. Be very quiet. One final R.
Are from the ladies. A few excited hours. <laughs> A few manly sounding ladies. Yeah. I ne'er again do wish to see thee darken up my door. So clean up all your semen and come round my way no more. So clean up all your semen and come round my way no more. Clean up all your semen and come round my way no more. to VTW 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 Productions 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 dot com dot com dot com dot com dot com versus the world radio Hi this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito and you are listening to Versus the World Radio Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio with myself, Gnome Wise, and joining me through the miracle of the Skype, a beard with a guy attached. Yes, indeed. Ooh, beard with a guy attached is coming in real hot all of a sudden. Let me calm your beardness down, sir, so as to not have you blow the ears off the listening. See, your beard is so epic that it is warping space-time and making you loud. <laughs> You cannot hope to contain it. Cannot hope to understand the majesty that is the beard. Sir Reginald Tippensworth, the third Esquire? Yes. Is that where we left it most recently? Um, I, I believe so, yeah. You do? Yeah, the, the, the Sir was the most recent addition. Yes. Sir Reginald Von Tippensworth, the third Esquire. <laughs> oh. Junior. Good times. Good times, indeed. So, it's been a sad week at the uh, Vaughn Awesome Estate. In what way has it been a sad week at the Vaughn Awesome Estate? Just as you prophesized of the uh, flood, with the flooding in Thailand and the shortening of the hard drives, uh, the Apple website confirmed uh, just a few days later that, indeed, the 2-gigabyte hard drive IMAX would be on a 5- to 7-week delay now mm-hmm. to ship. And so now I'm actually contemplating only getting the one terabyte. I was going to say, uh, you, you said two gigabytes. I'm assuming you meant two, two terabytes. Terabyte. I, I meant two terabytes. Sorry. I'm actually contemplating settling for the one terabyte hard drive. No. Oh, God. There has to be a drop in here. No! Now, I know you couldn't hear that, but I know you know damn well which one that was. <laughs> I think so. It, it's hard to gauge, though, because it, it, like you said, I can't hear them. So. Rig, to, rig, I don't even rigs. know when they're over, so I'm like, uh... <laughs> so Iolite has thrown herself on the grenade and collected Nemesis and Arch Nemesis and gone off to do the weekly grocery shopping 
instead of just trying to fight the futile fight, which was, yeah, let's do radio without any kind of containment and just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can... I'm anyway. not going to sing along with you. Damn you. <laughs> not that song. Um, so, yeah, I thought ba- Baby Grenade is a good analogy because uh, Nemesis was walking in there and dropping her and uh, running away. Apparently he forgot to pull the pin, though, because she never yeah. exploded. She's gonna blow! Uh, she didn't. Yeah, she didn't even poop her diaper or anything like that. Because that, like, that's how you arm her. You know, you feed her lots of food and then you drop her with someone else. And say, okay, I'm out of here, and then she goes off. And there's changing involved, and that's like chemical warfare. <laughs> I don't think it's like it, chemical warfare. I think that is chemical warfare. That probably came from yes. Oh God, the diaper. <laughs> but I digress. So we have an email here that uh, actually I'm plug that email address some more. Not enough people know the email address. Really, you think? This is my favorite. Seriously. Uh, We have an unresponsive uh, email server is what we have. Took you long enough. Come on, email server. You can do do it. You are the new and improved email server. Now you're lagging. This is from Dylan. In episode 192, you were talking about how you stopped reading The Wheel of Time around the Path of Daggers. Oh. From someone who has continued on to Towers of Midnight, book 13, I would like to say that while there, that while there were good bits later in the series, there are, there are bits, and I had to punch through a lot of bad crap reading this series to the point that I think... As Jordan continued on, he was either being affected by his ailment, or God smited him, (laughs) or he sold out and just wrote crap to fill the pages. Just thought you'd be interested in the opinion of an avid reader. I also like the Inheritance series, though I have to say that while the first part of the book does drag a bit, it does get much better. Your loyal fan, Dylan. So is a divergent uh, opinion to yours, uh, Barry. How do you feel about that? I am still, just like last week, working my way through the tome that is, uh, uh, what's it called, Towers of Midnight? Towers of Midnight. Book 13? Yeah, I'm, I'm more than halfway through now. I was only about a, uh, a quarter of the way through last week. And um, it's good. I like it. Um, I really like what the Brandon Sanderson, the guy who picked it up uh, after Jordan passed away, is doing with the books. Uh, they're action-packed. Things happen. <gasps> Not just a lot of hand-wringing and people going, what, what are we going to do? No, there, there's it's there's things taking place. Uh, I like his writing style. He splits uh, chapters up uh, to, to look at multiple points of view from different characters on the same events for, you know, within each chapter, and he's jumping all over the place so that you're, uh, you're, uh, you, know, you don't go 500 pages without touching base with one of the other characters that's way on the other side of the world doing something else. He jumps... Like within chapters, you'll jump around to different people just so you're actually kind of keeping up with a couple characters all at once. And I, I like it, and there's stuff happening. It's good stuff. Wow, stuff happening in a Jordan novel. Go figure, huh? I know. It is It is uh, hard, to, hard to contain. Although I did laugh at one point because um, uh, apparently – did I mention this last week? <laughs> they were talking about something – uh, that happened in book six or seven, okay. and in the timeline of their point of view, it was four weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get uh, that was, man an editor. Good Lord. <laughs> I was like, that ain't right. That is that not ain't. right at all. 
Yeah, see, we can be reached for the drop-in board again here, Chris. I'm all across the uh, world here. Uh, let's see. Not going to find it because I'm falling asleep. I mean, if you just sit and think about all of the things, if you've read all, you know, 12, 13 books to this point, of all of the actual things that took place in that world of them, you know, the story as it wove and all that stuff. And then to go back and think that it's like, oh, yeah, it was like a year and a half that all that stuff happened in. It's insane. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's some detailed uh, descriptions and slow-ass moving uh, storytelling there, uh, Robert. So if you're looking at us from the great beyond, and I know you tune into the podcast uh, on the great <laughs> heavenly uh, podcatcher, uh, you might well, it is in the cloud, right? Oh, what he did there. Did you see it? Oh, I hate you so much right now. I'm literally banging my head against my own desk. Oh, sacrilege. We are going. See, now I have to go for the Conan O'Brien drop in because we are indeed going to go to hell when we die. And here it goes. I'm going to go to hell when I die. I'm going to go to hell when I die. And yeah. I'm no doctor, but that sounds painful. Yeah. Um, thank you. Congratulations. You have damned us all to hell. I like that drop-in. I sent you that drop-in. Yes, you did. That one is definitely <laughs> your it's fault. And I found the kind of creepy drop-in that I wanted earlier, so here it rolls. Yeah, you guys are, uh, you're kind of creepy. I think this may be a stupid idea. And you just have to imagine that, Barry, because I couldn't be bothered to do the Uber version of virtual audio cables to let you hear anything. <laughs> Because I just don't value that much. Just no, I, I know that. I sent you that one too. <laughs> yes, I know. This is. The, I know exactly what it's. This like. is the Barry Von Awesome uh, Memorial Tour of the Drop-In Panel. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the other ones that I sent you. Oh, uh, there's some lesser used one. There's like the uh, Romulan labor camp that goes on forever and ever and ever <laughs> and, right. and never and never stops. And... <laughs> I thought it was funny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if you like like novellas in the middle of your podcast, let's just take Andrew, a break for a drop in, and let's Andrew all go get a drink and void our bladders, and generally, I don't know, read Othello, and then we'll be back. Oh, good times. Uh, maybe here's here's the you handsome drop. You handsome, sophisticated, hyper intelligent, svelte, well read, sparkling, salty, olive complected, full head of haired man. See that one at least you know is not. Doesn't have chapter breaks or an, <laughs> an, an, an intermission for you know trips to the bathroom and the snack bar. But I digress. So, from the thread of researchness, oh, also I wanted to give shout outs to all the people participating in the video wall today. It's been uh, very active in there, which always is a happy thing from my perspective. Just like love seeing your shining faces, knowing there's actual live people out there listening, reacting, and participating. And I see a Pusar out there, and I see Boba Fettish uh, as represented by a very nice sketch of Boba Fett. Um, I see Copy's empty chair. Uh, oh, there's Copy right now. Ooh, I think uh, Copy's in her dressing gown. Hey there, uh, long-haired girl. How are you doing? Uh, you live around here often? Did I miss my, my wife's out of the house? Yeah, hey. So anyway... Is it oh, possible sorry. that I'm, I was miles away? That, what, were, were is it possible talking? that True's face is hidden somewhere in that pile of murlocs and pandas? Um, well, unfortunately, I came in 
Yes, Pusar is waving at me. <laughs> I want to see what I mailed to you, Pusar. Show me it in video. I lo- when someone logs in, um, oh my, um, copy <laughs> you mailed is... that to her? No, I got distracted by um, <laughs> copy. Yeah, Unfortunately, I, I, very, I know very, you got distracted by very blurrily uh, reacting to my saying hi. But no, I logged in after some people. There we go, uh, Agrius SW. If you log in after someone has paused their video, you don't get the freeze frame of them. You just get a black screen until they reactivate and repause their video. So there were a few, quite a few um, black screens here with Agrius SW in his Boba Fett hat, mind you. Um, one-upping Bo- one Boba Fetish. Uh, but it's much more, much more fun to say Boba Fetish than it is to say Agrius SW. Just, that's just the way it is. Um, so, yeah, props to the uh, people participating in the video wall because it makes it that much more fun. We see you, you see us. Well, if I have my camera going, which I don't because I fail. Um, and I wanted to hit the research thread. Where did it go? It has gone away. Mine's up. There we go. Uh, sadly, not only has the Phobos Grunt, the most amusingly named uh, near space probe, launched in recent years, not only has it kind of fallen uh, into the spinning into the void uh, as if you look at I've seen some interesting charts of the various attempts to go explore the red planet and more fail than succeed by a wide margin Um, but to take it to add insult to injury um, Russian president Dmitry Medvedev raised the prospect of criminal prosecution for space mishaps on Saturday following a series of failed launches that embarrassed Russia. Earlier this month, a probe designed to bring back soil samples from the Mars moon Phobos got stuck in Earth's orbit, leaving Russia's first interplanetary mission in years with almost no chance of success. The probe failure came less than three months after a cargo ship carrying food and fuel to the International Space Station burned up in the atmosphere shortly after space launch. Recent failures are a strong blow to our competitiveness. It does not mean that something fatal has happened. It means we need to carry out a detailed review and punish those guilty, Medvedev told reporters in televised comments. Um, Dimitri, there are plenty of brands on the market of decaf that are just as tasty as the real thing. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. And Pussar, I see... Uh, now that I'm not looking at the semi-naked copy anymore, the freeze frame of the well-loved and uh, slightly worn Murloc and the newly arrived, uh, mailed to you by yours truly, Murloc. Um, So I'm glad that he got there right side up. And after two attempts, the United States Postal Service finally managed to find Denmark on a map and get it to you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? It's how, that's how it happened. <clears throat> now, if, that is the other side of the planet, though. So if it did ship upside down, it might have arrived right side up for them. Perfect. See how that... I see you're using your kidneys on that one. Good job. But uh, I like that you, you... No one in the U.S. Postal Service could find Denmark on a map. That's sadly accurate. Yeah, I might be hard-pressed to... I know the region, but specifically find Denmark. Everything gets fuzzy north of Belgium for me. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't point out Belgium. Belgium, man, Belgium. Uh, 
just find France, which is really easy to find, and just look for the little growth on top of it. Uh. What? It's like a hat. It's like Canada <laughs> is to the U.S. what Belgium is to France. <laughs> what does that make Portugal to Spain? Kidney stone. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, I was just thinking of somebody that would have said Florida. It's like America's wang. Uh, well, because it is. I mean, just look, <laughs> just look at it with even a perverted eye, and it is pretty obvious what the heck is going on there. All right. <laughs> that brings us neatly to our next break, which I am not prepared for. Barry, be entertaining now. This is me being entertaining, doing you things fail. to entertain people. <laughs> Try again and do it right this time. Oh, see, I, I've looked at all of the titles in the research thread, but I haven't actually read any of them. I only need to familiarize myself with where they are in the thread so that I can copy and paste them to IRC and the notes. Uh, so the show notes so that uh, people can enjoy them themselves. I don't actually read any of the articles. You are, you are dead to me. Um, yeah. All right. I've got queued up the uh, required holiday music for you for this next break here. Uh, I think you all know what's coming. You are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. We shall return after these festive songs from Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hi, Scott Johnson here from frogpants.com, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio.
message redacted. Now it's time for Christmas dinner. I think the robot sent us a pie. You know I love my soil and green. Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime. Where we're working in a mine for our robot overlords. Did I say overlords? I meant protectors. Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime. Okay, guys, everyone ready to sing the song? Yeah, I'm ready. Great. Now, remember, it's almost Christmas, and nobody has any pod-safe Christmas music. So uh, that's your motivation here. Uh, C.C. Chapman, you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. And uh, Nora from Jawbone, good to go? Let's do this. And uh, Adam Curry, Skyping in from the helicopter flying somewhere above your golden palace. You all patched in there, Adam? Adam. Adam! Good guys, except uh, Adam, you sounded a little bit like you were rushing it there at the end. Uh, you, you know what I mean, buddy? Whatever, dude. All right, well, I can't say I care for the attitude, but you know, just pay attention next time. Now, uh, the rest of you, I just wanted to go over. Adam, Adam, did you say something to me? No. Huh. That's funny. I thought I heard you say something. No, I didn't. Look, I don't want to go through this with you. We're here to sing a song about pod-safe Christmas music, and I, I just want everyone to do their best, you know? I mean, can you just give me a little effort? <laughs> Shut up, Cece. Adam, just give me a little effort, okay? Adam? Adam? Adam! Jesus, what? Because Barry requested it, and he's not staring at any particular people on the video wall and wants more time or anything, here's his favorite Christmas song. There's a place that looks like heaven, where I played till level seven, where the pine trees grow in cold ridge valley snow. That's a place that I remember. Where it's always been December Burning yuletide logs Killing wild drugs In the valley Of the shadow moon 
I go strolling where the glowing magma pours And the lava brings back memories Of smelting presence in the heart of Iron Forge When the grinding gets you down Hop a griffin to my town In the land of ice and snow It's always Christmas time in Dunmore Nothing's changed since I was small Reginald's brewing in Brunel And Hammerfoot's old friend It seems he's lost again Everyone's in need of questing There's a herd that needs protecting And when you've killed Vagash Well, fetch old Magrin's stash Pulling tricks on Jarvan Thunderbrew Collecting fallout for Aussie toggle gold Hauling barrels for the barley brews Helping Felix get that one last missing bolt When the grinding gets you down Grab a flight back to my town In the land of ice and snow It's always Christmas time in Dunmore Christmas night our hearts would break I said There's more to life than this And she said I just want to fish So if you happen by that way Wish her a happy holiday Cause in the land of ice and snow It's always Christmas time in Dunmore It's always Christmas time in Dunmore It's always Christmas time in Dunmore It's always Christmas It's always Christmas It's always Christmas time in Dunmore After an music break, because that's how we fill time on Versus the World Radio, and Barry was otherwise occupied with the video wall. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, but never anything involving lube, right? I don't know what you're talking about. I was just like, relax. I know what I I heard when you forgot to mute your microphone, and I hope you (laughs) wiped up with an appropriate cleanser. Oh... And Pusar, stop encouraging her. That's all I have to say. <sighs> hey, look, the emperor has arrived. Oh, Early good. As now she's going straight to hell. But she will enjoy the trip. That's the art of telling someone to go to hell in such a way that they look forward to the trip. 
All right. We... Let's see. Where did that go? Highly trained professionals here. Professional what? I have no idea. Internet personalities. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, That's what it says on my business card. Really? Internet <laughs> air, air quotes personality? <laughs> the business card in my heart, yeah. <sighs> Moving on. As kind of a follow-up to the uh, one governor's people harassing the high school student for uh, the less-than-nice tweet about governor, just be glad you don't live in Thailand. Um, Thai crackdown on Facebook remarks on King. Now, you may be aware that Thailand is rather defensive of their royal family, and that's putting it mildly. Uh, this is from smh.com.au. Bangkok. Thailand has warned users of Facebook that they could face prosecution under harsh les majest laws. I have no idea. Uh, les majest? I don't know. The, basically, don't piss off the, uh, the his majesty. If they press share or like on images or articles considered unflattering to the Thai monarchy. The prosecution of a Thai-born U.S. citizen who, uh, who has pleaded guilty to translating a banned bi- biography of King uh, Bunbol, I, oh God, Adulyadej, Adul has signaled that authorities are also targeting offenses committed overseas. Thailand's Information and Communications Technology Minister Oh god Anubia <laughs> Shut your hole, okay? Anubia uh, Are we going to be prosecuted again by Thai law for butchering all of these names? Anudith Nakorn Thap says that even though Facebook clicks of like or share are only done to show support for messages they could violate laws that carry sentences of 3 to 15 years jail for each charge. Authorities in Thailand have asked Facebook to delete more than 10,000 pages of content as computer technicians in Bangkok scour the Internet for royal insults. We have informed Facebook and sought out assistance in deleting content, which is offensive to our monarchy, Mr. Anudith said. Now, this sounds very familiar because in this past week, a U.S. judge handed down a ruling that contained assertions that references to particular websites should be delisted from search engines and removed from the Internet entirely, showing a glaring disconnect with the realities of how the Internet works and how the inside of this U.S. judge's brain works. Thinking you can just press a button and remove and delist something from the Internet. Never mind that it may exist outside your jurisdiction, Mr. U.S. Judge, because the Internet is kind of a worldwide thing. And I think the Thai monarchy needs to grow up and realize that same fact, basically. Um, Wait. The Internet's not just a big truck that you can just dump things into? It is not 
just a big truck. It's not something you just jump dump something on. It's is it is it, it more a series of tubes? It's a series of tubes. Oh, yes. Okay. So saith the the late great senator from Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not a big truck, and not something you dump something on. It is in fact a series of tubes, wow. and the tubes are all connected to each other. And simply restricting access from one tube will merely reroute the traffic through another tube to reach the same destination. So unless the server that you want to nuke is within your jurisdiction and in a place where you can reach it and force it to be turned down, yeah, you're just making noises and kind of grunting at the rest of the world and making yourself look really stupid and uninformed. What? Or am I coming across too bitter? <laughs> no, just the way you said it. Not what you said, just the way you said it. I've lost you to the video wall again, haven't I? No, I'm actually looking at the research thread, I swear. Uh, I have no way of confirming that. Um, <laughs> and I'm inclined to think you're BSing me. I reject your reality. And I reject your own. reality and substitute my own. Okay, from Boba Fetish. We have one titled... What to get a nerd who has everything. Okay, you can't have everything. Where would you put it? <laughs> you can't blow up the earth. That's where I keep all, keep my, all my stuff. stuff. <laughs> Precisely. See, it's nice to have the you know the shared brain syndrome going on here. Man, yeah. my broadcaster rig is just misbehaving. There's, there's bits of Sam Broadcaster bleeding through Chrome and performance is <laughs> less than optimal. I'm actually kind of amazed you can still hear me. All right. So, uh, I mean, this is kind of the extreme list of what to get a nerd to has everything. And assuming that you, the person buying the gift, have unlimited freaking funds. um, As we all do. Yeah, of course. We have the Bionic Bopper, which is basically life-size rock'em, sock'em robots that you ride inside like a Dalek um, and do bumper cars and, and basically robotic fisticuffs. Yeah, those are cheap, I can I can bet. Uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots just got real. Bionic Bopper cars are gasoline-powered robots that people can actually climb into and beat each other mercilessly for up to five hours straight using a thumb-triggered button and two independent joysticks. A successful hit sends the opponent's robotic head back, scoring a point that is tallied on a front-mounted display. $17,000 for the pair. Hammaker Schlemmer. Of course, Hammaker Schlemmer. Yeesh. Socks with capes. Here's something that's at least affordable. Give the gift of caped socks, and the wearer will be a superhero from the knee down. Word of warning, though, calves may start to drag the wearer out in the middle of the night to fight crime. This is especially problematic with the Superman ones, assuming you find spontaneous feet-first flights into the sky to be terrifying. 10 to $15 from 80s tees via Fashionably Geek. Um... Yeah, see, we need to get uh, somebody on the video wall to uh, model those and nothing else. Moving on. Secret passageway switch. What nerd hasn't dreamed of having his or her own secret passageway with a fancy book-operated switch? Unfortunately, that's not in the budget for most people, but the secret passageway lamp switch might be. Basically, it's an electrical switch that can be loaded and operated with your favorite hardcover book. If you happen to be in the if you happen to have a secret passageway concealed behind a bookshelf, it could be rigged to work with that as well. If not, a simple lab will suffice. 50 bucks from Vespor via Nerd Approved. 
Mm, let's see. High precision gaming dice. Now, Ooh. this is quite interesting. This set of 12 high precision gaming dice are crafted of premium grade materials and are touted as being second only to casino dice when it comes to accuracy. The reason why is explained in detail on the website. It's the ultimate dice set for role-playing games and one of the rare occasions when we can use the word sexy to describe something used in Dungeons and Dragons. You're obviously not doing full dress-up LARPing then with people from our video wall. $29.99 via ThinkGeek. Now, can I just side note here? Um, how many sets of dice have you bought over the years? Many. Really? Yes. And I, I, have, actually, I had, have not actually tabletop gamed in many years. I have a large bowl of uh, polyhedral dice of many different. See, that's, that seems to be the consensus of a lot of gamers uh, that play tabletop games and stuff like that. I bought one set of dice in the mid-90s, and I've had them ever since. You're I've never had to replace any of them. Wrong. I don't doing know why. Wrong. No, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm the exception. You're, you're just wrong. Know. Wrong. You're doing it wrong. I have them. I have a set of dice. I just don't have, like, a lot. <laughs> you need to get out and go shopping. You, you need to go to ThinkGeek and order. In fact, you know, just take the step. Publish your shipping address openly on the Internet, and we'll just, we'll send you a set of these dice and nothing else. Honest. <laughs> I could literally get myself a P.O. box in about 20 minutes. I'm not too worried about it. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We won't ship to P.O. boxes. Physical addresses only. <laughs> uh, I would do it, but then I'd be sad because I wouldn't actually get anything. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Looking at the video. I knew it. You didn't even hear my question. I didn't. Yeah. What was the question? Uh-huh. Oh, was I looking at the video wall again? <laughs> you totally were. Busted. No, I, I was looking at IRC and reading what IRC, Emperor was talking Oh, IRC. About. I see. Yes, Internet Relay Chat. It was all about the text. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You don't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just keep talking. Okay. But I digress. Okay, let's squeeze <laughs> one more in here before we hand the stream over to a much better prepared show I hope, in the form of the Emperor's Court. You presume too much. I presume much. I've listened to that show regularly, and they're pretty damn well on their game. Uh, Just, you know, be prepared to be offended at some point or other, (laughs) because they're equal opportunity. They will hit you from every angle known to man, and you will not emerge unoffended, and that's part of the beauty of it. Everyone should be offended a little bit every once in a while, because it makes you think. Yeah, about once a week for about three hours. It's good. Yeah, three to seven hours, you know, variable, and sometimes violently left-leaning, sometimes violently right-leaning, you know. How will you ever find out where that border of too far is if you never push yourself out to it? Or indeed tap dance over it and back over yep. it and back over it again regularly, yeah. all within the scope of one week's show. Yeah, if I laugh, it's funny. That's funny, right? I don't care who you are. I apologize. <laughs> so you were going to read one more article. So I was, but I perhaps lied. There's nothing worthy of your attention popping up. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff here. The uh, research team did a bang-up job 
this week. My machine is just lagging unbelievably. Um, that is so freaking, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm amazed that the stream is going out as smoothly as it is and Skype is behaving itself because nothing else on this rig is, but I'm not bitter or anything. You don't sound bitter. Mm, then you don't know how to listen. Okay, allegedly, slowly building on my screen from BBC, bbc.co.uk. Judge orders Google and Facebook to remove fake sites. Yeah, this is the one. The U.S. judge has ordered Google, Yahoo, Twitter, and Facebook, among others, to delist domain names linked to websites selling counterfeit goods. This is the judge failing to understand how the world fits together. <sighs> it represents a significant step in the ongoing battle against the sale of fake items online. The case was brought by luxury goods maker Chanel against 600 sites which it had, had identified as trading in counterfeits. Many experts were surprised at the scope of the Nevada judge's ruling. U.S. firm GoDaddy, which manages around 45 million domain names, Arizona Connection, they are, list, they are based right here in Scottsdale, Arizona, has been given control of the web addresses of the 600 firms. It has been told to ensure that none of the sites can be accessed. Judge Dawson also ordered... Google, Bing, Yahoo, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter to remove the domain name from any search results pages. The defendants to stop using Chanel's name and images and to stop selling any Chanel products. GoDaddy to link the web addresses involved to a site outlining the case. Now, I understand the desire here. You have people who are selling counterfeit goods... They are sullying the name of a reputable uh, company and selling garbage uh, quality products under their name and pretending to be them. The order is just out of touch with reality. I mean, how do you tell Google to, air quotes, delist something that, I mean, as soon as these domain names were seized... And they were only able to be seized because they were with U.S.-based registrars. Their next step is they're going to be going to overseas registrars, registering elsewhere, and hosting the hell out of the U.S. And then where will the Nevada judge be? So I understand what you're trying to do there, but it's going to be really easy for these guys. And, of course, the crooked people that they are, they, are, of course, are going to use these tactics to completely evade this and be back in business in a matter of, oh, probably hours. Um, yeah, here's one of the problems with the international uh, nature of the Internet and the fact that you can hide out on, oh, island nations that have no extradition treaties and no treaties that make them answerable to judges in Nevada in any way. Uh, but they do have bitchin' fast satellite Internet connections um, and low-space hosting solutions. It's almost as if they built their economies around it. Hmm? Go figure. WikiLeaks! Anyway. You used the word bitchin' in a sentence. That's fantastic. What's wrong with the word bitchin'? <laughs> oh, not much. Oh, by the way, a 1991 called and they want their lingo back. Mm-hmm. Okay, 40 BC called, they want their beard back. How dare you! I dare... Go look at Egyptian carvings, for Christ's sake. Your beard That's right. hails from this, the land before time. This beard is timeless. Timeless. Is that what you're going with? 
Okay. Um, My face warm. You wrong. Your face warm, huh? Yeah. That's just because you're looking like at the video wall again. Blushing is not the same as a face warmer. Stop staring at her. <laughs> I'm not. I'm literally Lies. I, my IRC screen up. Lies. I'm not on the video wall. My browser is on a different desktop that I cannot see right now. See, you, you did a Freudian slip. You, you meant to say browser, and you said browser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's looking denied, at you, Barry. Denied, it's denied. looking at you. <laughs> I don't usually uh, get to be present for the corruption and death of innocence of... Um, an individual, and I, I'm, I feel conflicted about this. And I, and uh, again, going straight to hell for this one. So, we'll all write about this in our diaries later today, or on our blogs, you or know, de- what have you. Or indeed, do unspeakable things to screen caps. But I wasn't going to go there, but you apparently did. Um, <laughs> I'm going to see if Emperor is ready. And time for the end of show. Massive plugs. So tune out now, because that's how these things work. Uh, Please join me Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, that's 10 a.m. Eastern, for Alpha Geek Radio Fridays, our morning show, which is in development and on the air. We do live broadcast and then record the podcast just like we do for this show. Uh, Currently, the show is hosted by myself and the cartoonist of StarCrossedOnline.com, animator extraordinaire, host of Comics Coast to Coast, and the Dating Digital podcast, Joel Duggan, my man in Canada. Yes, I now have my very own Canadian on a leash. It's a happy, happy thing. And you should come listen to us Friday mornings for Alpha Geek Radio Fridays. Email your suggestions for topics and fun stuff to do morning show-wise to Fridays at alphageekradio.com. And join the forum community and become an Alpha Geek Radio researcher by sending me a personal message on the forums or an email, gnomewise at vtwproductions.com or just gnomewise on the forums. It is a happy, happy thing. Hmm, Emperor is, man, it is a bad day for broadcast rigs. I sent my little ping out to Emperor, and he's, we keep getting lag for some reason between what we say and when it comes out of the stream. Um, So his, and he has pretty much the same rig I do, he has the same Alesis mixing board with a similar computer and the same version of uh, Sam Broadcaster. So I think a curse has fallen upon Sam Broadcaster. That's what it has to be. Uh, there's thaumaturgy involved. Someone has a little voodoo doll shaped like the software, and they're stabbing it repeatedly with a pen. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You mean this voodoo doll works? I knew it! <laughs> the I don't reason. believe in voodoo. Your, your voodoo doll involves peeling the clothing off of certain... Anyway, and it's working. The it's only voodoo totally doll working. I have ever made was shaped like Grail and has already been thoroughly destroyed by all the pins and knives that I stuck into it. That explains a few things. Especially why he's not here this week. All right. We the hell are out of here. This train wreck of a show is now assigned to the archives and the ages. <sighs> I have been Gnomewise. I have been Barry. And we the hell are out of here. Bye.